Welcome to Fostering Solutions, a podcast that uplifts people and enterprises making positive impact in communities around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. Our guest today is Eric D. Coleman, um, founder of the Eric D. Coleman Financial Group. It's a new company that you're going to hear all about the creative way in which they are working with people who need to get a better hold of their finances. This episode is entitled Financial Management Made Easy. So welcome, Eric. Thank you for having me, Dr. Foster. I'm really excited about the opportunity to um, to talk with you and, uh, and discuss uh, the new endeavor that uh, we've embarked upon okay. over here. So first, tell us about yourself. Who's Eric? Well, let me say that unequivocally, I'm a child of God. Uh, I'm a husband, I'm a father, friend, entrepreneur, engineer, businessman, author. Uh, but I chronicle uh, exactly who I am in my book uh, titled Not By Accident, The Blessed Journey of uh, Eric Coleman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people can find that book on my website, the Eric D. Coleman Financial Group, or through uh, Pembroke Productions, my production company. Uh, but that's a, you know, just a, a child of God that's been blessed. And as I've been blessed to encounter people who have poured into me, I've learned quite a few things uh, that put me on the path to financial freedom. And uh, so I'm trying to give back by teaching people how to do that uh, as well. And quite a story you have, quite a story you have. So I encourage everyone listening to go out and, and purchase that book. So now you have had, even though you're, you're, you're a couple of years younger than I am. <laughs> but I'm not quite as accomplished as you are. You, I don't know you, took, a leap, you took a leap of faith that uh, many would have been scared to take uh, back in the day. And uh, you know, God has really blessed you for that. God, he, he, God really real has. Really has. Um, so talk about your career trajectory. Because you started off as an engineer and you know, you've kind of went in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. I uh, um, spent 26.7, uh, I always put that 26.7 <laughs> years uh, working in corporate America. And, and, and you're right, I started off as a, an engineer working in the plant and then uh, doing design work for new plants that we were building and existing plants that we were supporting from a heat transfer and fluid dynamics perspective. Mm-hmm. And then uh, upon the acquisition of Union Carbide by Dow Chemical, I moved over into the commercial side. And I uh, started doing sales and then business development and then uh, eventually general management uh, and becoming a corporate director before I retired, uh, April 29th, 2019. Subsequent uh, to doing that and scratching that itch that I had to be in business, uh, I spent 20 plus years in partnership with uh, some guys there in uh, West Virginia, Bobby Dobson, Dana Cunningham, Michael Cunningham. And we, uh, we ran a business called Infinity Enterprise. Uh, where we did everything from chimney sweeping up through lawn care and then eventually into long haul trucking. Uh, and it was really through those business uh, efforts that I, I learned uh, a lot about being in business, the things that you have to do to be successful. And I learned uh, the things you needed to do because we failed in some areas. And so, you know, I want to make sure that those experiences that we had that uh, where we failed, that we learned from those 
uh, and I certainly did, and was able to turn those learnings, those failures into learning uh, that has helped pro uh, propel me uh, to financial freedom uh, and also to understanding what it really takes to be in business, the kind of plans you have to put in place, the financial plan that you have to put in place and that you have to make sure that you follow, uh, but also the marketing, the pricing, uh, all of those different things. And what's your area of differentiation, whether it's from a cost perspective or whether it's from uh, you know some other creative way that you're doing something, new business model. So I learned a lot. Uh, I learned a lot being in corporate America uh, through the matriculation on that side, but also being in business uh, for myself uh, and uh, learning things on the fly uh, that has you know, really helped as well. Okay, great, great. So now you, you started with, I think it's been a couple of weeks now. I don't think it's even been a month, right? Yeah. <laughs> June 15th, June 2020, 15th. we launched that. that on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eric D. Coleman Financial Group. Yeah. What's that all about? Well, um, when you take a look at the wealth disparity, Michelle, in this country, uh, it's no secret that a significant number of Blacks uh, have not experienced what's called the American dream. Uh, and we know, and we'll talk later on, I'm sure, about there's a systemic reason uh, why that is. Uh, <clears throat> 25% of Blacks in this country live at zero to negative net worth, wow. 25%. Now we make up 13% of the U.S. population, yet 25% of our population is at or near negative worth, net worth. And so it's my hope, my aim, that we will change that trajectory for a lot of people. Uh, and we want to, at the end of the day, is that we want to create $250 billion of economic value. Now, this uh, information that we're sharing, the way in which we're sharing it, the coaching that we're doing, it, it's good. It doesn't matter whether you're black, you're white, you're red, or you're brown. This information is good information, and this is information that anybody can use and incorporate. We hope that a large portion of the African-American community will see it because the investment uh, that we are uh, charging is insignificant based on the information and the tools and strategies uh, that you'll get that will change not only your life, but will change uh, generations. And this is about building sustainable generational wealth. So it, it's really about wealth building. And in the midst of that, we're going to teach you how to manage your finances. We're going to teach you how to get out of debt. We're going to teach you how to improve your credit score. We're going to teach you how to start a business. We're going to teach you how to buy real estate without emotions uh, being in it. So we're going to teach you a lot more than just the financial management part. But we're going to teach you how to do it uh, in the four steps. And in those four steps, you'll learn tools and strategies that will uh, – I get excited and goosebumps uh, every time I talk about it because we've been able to uh, put it into a process where it'll make a difference uh, for for generations. So this sounds like something that's unique. I've I haven't heard anything like this on the market. Is this a new approach? Talk more about those steps and you know the overall approach. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. This is. You know, there are people out there who will teach you how to get out of debt and they talk a little bit about wealth. There are people out there who, you know, want to charge you money for you to uh, improve, help you improve your credit score. But usually when you're looking to improve your credit score, you're looking to go get more debt or take on more debt. Uh, 
Uh, there are people out there who will talk to you about programs to uh, be able to purchase a home, get you to buy a car, uh, and all of those different things. Uh, some people will help you uh, start a business, but they don't tell you about the financing that you need and what you need in order to do it. Some people out there telling you how to get rich in real estate, but they don't tell you, uh, you know, all of the secrets uh, to do it or give you the tools necessary. Uh, they want to lure you into a lot of these uh, seminars and then they want to string you along for thousands of dollars of uh, investment. So this approach that we're taking is uh, unique. It's different. And uh, we make it available. So for this thing about an investment that you could, if you could invest $1 a day, the equivalent of $1 a day over a one-year period or 50 cents a day over a two-year period, because we give the uh, uh, students uh, two years to be able to complete the steps, uh, then would you give it up if that will put you on the track to becoming a millionaire, multimillionaire, and passing a generational wealth? So there's four steps. The first step is making sure that you optimize and you manage your cash and making sure that you are generating cash in whatever it is that you're doing. So from where you are today, making sure that you are a net generator of cash on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. Most people are going to be in the employment phase working for somebody else. So, okay, that's fine. That's a, that's a good start. Uh, it's not where we want to make sure we end up as we're building well, but that's a good start. So let's maximize it where we are and make sure that we are generating cash every single month. So we optimize, your, help you optimize your cash generation. <clears throat> then we want to make sure that we get people out of your pocket. Step two is about establishing an emergency plan and about debt reduction. We don't say debt elimination. We say debt reduction because we want to teach you how to manage debt appropriately so that when you get to the point that you actually use debt to help finance things that are going to generate you income, that you're responsible uh, with that debt. We would hope that you would uh, you know, be debt free. But if you're not debt free, we want to make sure that you are managing the debt appropriately uh, as we work on the plan to reduce it. And uh, we also have investors who will then work with you if you have very high interest rate debt. We have investors who will say, okay, based upon the plan that you put together, they will be willing to help cut that debt in half uh, in terms of the interest that you pay. So if you're paying 18, 20, 25%, they'll come in and say, hey, we might be willing to take on this debt at 10%. So it's a net benefit to them uh, because they get higher than what they would be in some uh, of their initial investments and put that money to work. And you get the benefit as a client because you get uh, interest payments reduced, which means that you can accelerate your debt reduction plan as well as your investment plan. So if you're not generating cash, you can't pay down the debt. And if you're not generating cash, you can't invest. And so we need to get you to the point that you can invest uh, so that you can build these passive streams of income. Then in step three, we talk about building assets and not only building them, but protecting them. So, you know, how do you purchase a home? If you're going to take on a mortgage, how do you make sure you do your research? How long should you be uh, in a home if you're not going to be in that home for the rest of your life? Uh, and then uh, for a car, if you're going to purchase a car, we would much rather you pay cash. Uh, but if you're going to purchase a car, what's the research you need to do? You should purchase a car that's two to three years old because of the significant amount of 
of uh, depreciation has occurred in those first couple of years. Uh, and then if you're going to finance it, you should not finance the car any longer than three years. And we teach you why. And we show you the numbers uh, as we go through that. Uh, and then making sure after you purchase and acquire these assets that you have adequate protection. If you are working, you need disability insurance. You need liability uh, insurance above and beyond just the insurance that you have on your home and on, on your car and those kinds of things. Because if, as you start to amass wealth, then individuals will start looking for ways in which they can come after that uh, wealth if it's in your personal name. And we teach you a little bit about how to structure uh, things so that you don't always have stuff sitting in your personal uh, name. And then after we've uh, taught you how to uh, protect those assets, we talk to you a lot about your retirement uh, as the first avenue for investing uh, and making sure if you have a, a retirement plan at work, a 401k, most people don't have pensions anymore, but if you have a 401k with a company match, uh, making sure that you are maximizing that. And then the next investment outside of your 401k must be a Roth IRA or an IRA. And if you're in business for yourself, an SEP IRA, where you have some higher limits, but everything from a tax deferred perspective uh, and tax efficiency, everything we do is around tax efficiency. So you minimize uh, tax uh, because the wealthy people don't pay a lot of taxes. And we know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we do that and then step four is about creating multiple streams of income that's when we get uh, deep into the process of uh, how to start a business how to buy real estate uh, how to invest in other opportunities and quite honestly when you have money opportunities come to you you don't have to look for them opportunities come to you and you just have to be able to assess those opportunities appropriately and you create what's called this wealth engine. And this wealth engine allows you, while you live, uh, to utilize assets to make more income. And as you make more income, you're able to give more and more strategically to purposes while you live uh, and to buy more assets that generate more income. Uh, and then upon your death, we talk about estate planning. What is it that you want to impact long after you're gone? And how do you adequately transfer and properly transfer those assets over to your kids and uh, your children's children uh, for generational stuff? So it's about building generational wealth. And you have to do that in a tax efficient manner. Everything we'll talk about is how do you minimize the taxes that you have to uh, pay right now? You defer those taxes because as you can defer them, you can uh, create and build more wealth, um, you know, getting other people out of your pocket, including you know, minimizing the government's impact on your pocket. You have to pay your fair share, uh, right. but there's no sense in paying any more than uh, uh, anybody else pays once you understand how to do it. And we want to teach you how to do it because it's stuff that we've actually done. So we're not teaching you something that we read in a book and we're coming to explain right? it to you. No, we're, I'm, I'm telling you everything uh, in those four steps are things that I did. Now, you don't move, you can go through the modules. There's four modules. You can go through the modules in a period of a week. But there's a checklist at the end of each one of the modules. And once you complete those checklists, that says, oh, you've completed that step in the process. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, some people will come in at various levels. Like somebody will already come in. They might already be out of debt. They might, uh, you know, already understand how to manage their cash or their, they've generated the maximum amount of cash from the existing things that they do. Okay, that's good. So you move through steps one and two really fast. 
Uh, but are you adequately protected from an insurance perspective with everything? Let's make sure we do a check on that. And then what are you doing to maximize the investments that you have? Uh, what, what are some of the things that you're doing that you could monetize from a business perspective that you could then write some of your personal uh, things that you do, write them off as a business expense? And we talk to you about how to do that. So we're not financial planners. We're coaches, but we're coaching you through a process. And when you sit down with a financial planner, you'll be able to ask more strategic questions about things that they want to put you in. And you'll also be able to say, okay, you're just selling that product to me because you get a commission from it. Right, you'll bye, be able bye. to know all of those different things as you sit down with them and be more astute. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you some things and then you go do some research on them. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's all for minimal investment of $350 if you sign up uh, before the end of July. Uh, and it's 275 for the basic package, 455 for the premium package. And the premium package just uh, gives you one-on-one -on -one access with me uh, at any time that you want to schedule a meeting or members of my team. Mm -hmm. And uh, we put you in front of subject matter experts so that you can ask some questions before you start paying them for, uh, you know, the uh, advice that you want to get. And then um, access to those investors that we talked about for debt reduction yeah. and particularly investing in your business. So there's nothing like this on the planet. Yeah, I've, I've never, I've never heard anything. So it's, so it's like you you sign up for a package that makes sense based on your situation, and then you get the guidance that you need to achieve financial freedom. Yep, financial freedom. That's the first step, financial yeah. freedom, uh, with the goal of uh, becoming, uh, you know, developing generational wealth that you can, okay. you know, impact long after you're gone, which is, let's face it, right, if, if the system were fair for for everybody, then everybody would have had an equal chance at achieving the American dream. But even now, we know because of systemic issues uh, that we don't have the same uh, opportunities per se. So when we get them and when we learn them and we want to pass them along, people should want to take advantage of that. A lot of times people say, well, I don't, I can't really afford this. Come on now, you spend 50 cents a day at the Coke machine or, or something like that. <laughs> so you, you can afford it. We make this affordable. Uh, and then people sometimes think it is what they think, but it's not what it is. So they think they know what it is. You try to tell them what it is, but in their mind, they still have, okay, this is about getting out of debt. I don't need to get out of debt. No. You're the perfect candidate, then, so we can help maximize your opportunities right. uh, for generating wealth. So who, do you have like an ideal client? That it's like, is there like an ideal person that you think would benefit most from your, the packages? No, you know, and, and, and that, that was the thing. We sat around for a long time. And we said, okay, who is the ideal client? We said, man, at this investment, everybody who hears about it should be thinking to themselves, I should take it advantage of, of this. And it's not about waiting until I can afford it. It's like, how can you not afford yeah. to do this? Just the information alone that you would get access to mm -hmm. is uh, priceless. If I'd gotten this back at 21. So what we say, we said, okay, there's probably two different groups, uh, some from an age perspective, some from a financial perspective. Mm -hmm. Usually 18 to 35, in high school, you don't get a lot of uh, 
exposure to financial conversations, discussions, and, and those kinds of things. If you don't hear it around the dinner table or if you're not astute enough to go pick it up and ask questions, you're, you're generally not going to get it. And, and when you start trying to figure it out, you've already dug a hole because you spent a lot of money uh, for going to school in a major that isn't going to return you a necessary investment just going to work for somebody doing it. But that's okay if you can use what you do and start a business uh, or use what you do and uh, people will pay you for it in some form or fashion. Right. Okay, that's pretty good. But <clears throat> also helping you understand how to uh, adequately manage your creditors and uh, all of those kinds of things. So 18 to 35. And then people uh, in their 40, about from 40 to about 55, uh, who now kind of figured it out, uh, but they still are trying to say, how am I going to retire uh, in this period of time? Now that I figured it out and I got all of this other stuff, uh, I finally got the kids through school. What am I going to do? And, you know, for me, it was a period of seven years from 33 to 40 where I implemented the stuff that I'm talking about. Mm. And I was finance at the age of 40, financial freedom hit our house at the age of 40. If I had done, if I had known and done what I did in that seven year period, back when I got started in my 20s, oh, I mean, we, we'd be talking about billionaire status. Yeah, yeah, we'd be talking about billionaire status. So it's the quicker you can get the information, mm -hmm. the better. But the fact is, is that don't miss out on the uh, information because your life can change. Uh, just by you know simply managing your your approach, if you will. Right. So I mean, long long answer long answer short. This information is good for for anybody who wants to take charge of uh, their finances and and become a wealth builder. Okay. So since you're just coaches, you're probably then not limited limited to certain states because you're not like a licensed broker or whatever so you're you can work with anyone wherever they I, are right i can work with anyone anywhere and this technology today with the mm -hmm. zoom and being able to to do that i mean that there was there's a lot of stuff that was a challenge that came out of this pandemic but there's a lot of uh, other stuff that came as opportunities mm -hmm. out of this uh, uh pandemic and this is one i have had three webinar sessions sales sessions over <clears throat> and all of them have been done via zoom mm. uh, and you know people get a chance to ask questions i can share my, my slides and i can see you you can see me oh. uh, and, and you know kind of build a little bit of trust that way as well so yeah we can we can work with anybody anywhere mm -hmm. the other thing that we do with this uh, business as well michelle you know we talk about cash flow is a basic principle just like it is for a business mm -hmm. <clears throat> But we also intend for those who go through the class and who matriculate relatively well and understand the principles and stuff, we will offer franchise opportunities. So we're building a whole package of things that we can offer opportunities to put people in business, carve out a territory for them, and then they can go do this, you know, locally uh, or as, as big as they, they want to. Uh, right. so we want to then say, okay, well, if we're talking about people being in business and that's a, another way of creating wealth, then we ought to be using this as an opportunity to allow people who uh, go through this course to That's also uh, go create wealth. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, just listening to you, it doesn't seem like 
what you're, that that the product you're offering is similar to anyone that's out there, from what I can tell. Because <laughs> I, you know, you're exactly right. You're right, exactly right, right, right. So it's like you're, it's it's a unique, uh, just a unique product that you're offering. Um, so you're remember, and, remember what I told you uh, the learnings that I had from the the failure in business, right. and that uh, I either had to be lower cost or have some level of differentiation. Mm-hmm. And most people tell you you can't be you can't do both, uh, but I think that the price that we charge for the amount of differentiation that you get or the amount of information that you'll get, you won't find it anywhere. Right, right. You won't find it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've learned, you know, that home ownership is a way of building generational wealth. And I think a lot of the, um, one of the systemic issues that, systemic barriers that Black people face was really the fact that we couldn't buy homes um, you know, decades ago. Mm-hmm. So is that still a, a good approach to build um, generational wealth, home ownership? I, I would say, Michelle, the way in which we approach it is that it's a good first step. Okay. Um, and, and, and the reason it's a good first step uh, depends upon the market and the ability for the property that you buy to appreciate in value. Right. You know, they always told us that your homes were going to appreciate. They were going to appreciate. And then the next thing you know, 2008, 2009 yeah, comes yeah. around. And, and the value of people's homes really, uh, you know, mm-hmm. started to tank. Right. And so it, it was a good hedge for a long period of time. But for we as African-Americans, it's absolutely uh, a good first step to yeah. building generational wealth. And and, and we say that the, the thing that we that we base the ability to generate wealth on even more so is how much cash flow can you generate and put that cash flow uh, to work mm-hmm. for you. So the one downfall, if you will, I won't say it's a it's a negative. The one downfall for a, a home is that you build up this equity in the home, and you can only get to it by you know establishing a line of credit, which you got to pay back, mm-hmm. or sell the home to get the uh, the equity out of it. And so we recommend that you have nothing less than a 30-year mortgage because there's no need to accelerate payments on the home unless it's going to be your last home. If that's going to be the home that you're going to have for the rest of your life, then by all means, pay it off as quickly as possible. But what we recommend beyond that, if this is not going to be your last home or if you don't anticipate it's going to be your last home, then put a 30-year mortgage on it so that you have a a lower payment, a lower possible payment. And then you can accelerate payments, interest, uh, uh, equity payments, principal payments on the home mm-hmm. as you go along to avoid some of the interest. But we say you need to be, you need to make a decision to be in that home five to seven years, right? Mm-hmm. After five to seven years, you need to sell it, extract the equity, and put it towards the next one. Or you need to then to say, okay, I'm going to be here and accelerate the uh, the payoff as long as the return that you can get in the market is not as good as the interest that you're paying on the house. So if you have Hmm. three, 4% interest on the house and you can get seven, 8% in the market, then you should be just maintaining in the house and growing your wealth through the market 
uh, per se, or whatever other investment that you can get to give you a higher return, as opposed to piling in the money into the home where you, you had cheap money, right? So we talk about that. Is the money cheap? If the money's cheap, okay, no sense in accelerating uh, this over here. Let's mm -hmm. continue to build wealth because wealth is about assets minus liabilities. So right. let's make sure that we're getting assets that are uh, we can get appreciation from, but also that we can get passive income from mm -hmm. as well because we want multiple streams of income so that if the job were to go away, we still have income coming in. Right, right, right. And that was, uh, that was one of the things for, for me is that, okay, there's no sense in continuing on after uh, 2019. I mean, I could have stopped in 2010 uh, because I got to the point where the passive income that I was generating uh, was sufficient to carry me for whatever expenditures uh, that we had around the house. Right. So as long as your passive income exceeds your expenses, then that's the definition of financial freedom. Now it's about how much more wealth and assets to help me generate wealth can I go after. Interesting, interesting. But yeah, a good, a good first step, uh, but know that from a cash flow perspective, uh, it's going to be hard for you to get the cash out of that house unless you have some type of uh, equity uh, situation. You got to watch the market to make sure that the market doesn't tank. Uh, and if it tanks, then just like a stock, you don't lose unless you sell it. <laughs> but you can't get the, the equity you have in it is uh, is a lot less. Okay. Uh, and then the final thing is you talk about the generational wealth. You also have to make sure that you're astute in terms of how you transfer that property upon your death to your beneficiaries, which means that you probably need to put that property in a trust yes, because yeah. a trust will uh, avoid the uh, probate costs associated, uh, you know, with after you die. So we talk about those things too as part of your estate planning. Good, good, good. Um, what do you know now about financial management that you wish you knew at 21? Like what are a couple of specific things you wish you knew earlier? Well, I wished earlier <clears throat> that I understood compound interest. Mm -hmm. And it's a negative impact and it's positive impact. I wish I knew it earlier. I, I was exposed to it, but I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is, is I wish I understood the importance of cash flow because the more cash I can generate, the more I can go and acquire uh, because that cash is what people are looking at. When they look at, uh, you know, you go to apply for a loan or whatever. First thing I want to know is what are your expenses? What is your income? And how much uh, income do you have relative to the expenses that you have? So I would have always kept my expenses low and optimized the uh, delta on that so that I could go in and get more asset generating, uh, more income generating assets. Right, right, right. That's what I wish I had, I had known. Compound interest. Compound interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now we are dealing with, it seems like we're going to be forever dealing with this pandemic. So folks are, some folks are struggling right now. Um, as you think towards their recovery, folks who have been impacted by the pandemic, what are some strategies to help them recover once they get back to getting that um, you know, cash flow building up again? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the thing that they, they have to do now, it's a difficult time, and hopefully uh, the unemployment uh, situation with 
you know, being able to get the money from the federal government plus local unemployment together with the stimulus. Hopefully that's tided them over some, but while in the midst of this, it's very important for them to be um, uh, improving their skills. And it's the right time to be thinking about, do I have a skill set that I can monetize? Mm -hmm. Because even when you come out of this, if you're dependent upon a job and that job goes away, you fall right back into the same situation. So you got to be thinking about how do I now manage and plan for the fact that catastrophe could happen yeah. at any time. Now that it's happened, I know that it, 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 it can it happen. Again. It can happen, yeah. So, so how can I build multiple streams of income now and not just depend upon any one job or any one uh, stream of income? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the second thing is how do I now look at my expenditures differently uh, because there was probably some things that I was doing and I was uh, expending uh, that I didn't necessarily need to have. Mm -hmm. uh, so while times were good, it wasn't that bad. But now the times are bad, I can do an adequate assessment and say need versus want. Right. So you really got to go back and categorize that, that need versus want. And um, more importantly, you, you've got to be looking at ways to generate multiple streams of income so that you never get caught in this situation again and here's a we started planning with a couple of uh, individuals as part of, part of our case studies <clears throat> in july of last year and in december of last year there were two uh, one was a, a lady in her 50s and uh, she was working gainfully employed but she was also uh, had filed bankruptcy a couple of times uh, and she couldn't see her way straight, living paycheck uh, to paycheck. And sometimes, well, most of the time, the month was a lot longer than her money. And she was constantly struggling, pulling her hair out. We got with her and said, we believe that if you implement these things that we're talking about now, uh, you'll be so much better off a year from now. So she started reluctantly uh, working with us because most of the time, you know, finances are pretty personal uh, to people. And, and when you're struggling, people don't really want you to know uh, that they're struggling and they don't want you to know how they got to that point either yeah. you know it's just it's the psychology of it and when somebody's there to help you you, you know they're still leery about okay well you're going to think some way about me no so we started working with this lady in her 50s she wants to uh, try and retire by the age of 55. if you looked at where she was like, you, there's no way no you're going to be able to do that Mm -hmm. Unless you take some some uh, drastic decisions and you uh, you know change uh, behaviors and you start managing for cash generation uh, every month. When I tell you that the pandemic hit and she has not missed a beat, uh, <clears throat> it, it is amazing. And now she's generating significant amount of cash. And it was a matter of how she was handling her money. The other thing was uh, she had specific days that she had promised people that she would pay them. But the cycle of when her cash was coming in versus when she had promised for it to go out created this this issue that was that didn't always need to, behind, need to be yeah. an issue. Yeah, so so then you're always fighting from behind and it just takes a, a couple of conversations with the creditors. Hey, I want to move this to here, can I move this to this date? Uh, and so we got her on track and she may be, she may very well be able to uh, you know, walk away from her job by the age of uh, 55 because she's also now turned into an investor uh, as well. This was July of last year. Wow. One year. One year. We, we got together with a couple who was a young couple in their early 30s, been married for five years. Mm -hmm. 
three kids, and they were living, again, from paycheck uh, to paycheck. And um, the lady wrote a letter uh, to me, and I, I featured it on, um, on my, uh, my website in the testimonials. But she said that, uh, that when I met them, they were living from paycheck to paycheck. They didn't know where their money was going at the end of the month. They just knew that they didn't have any. And it was always a constant struggle. The last line of, of their testimony was, now after having worked with the Eric D. Coleman Financial Group, and in the midst of a global pandemic, finances are no longer a stressor for us. This was working with them in December. This was in uh, April. Not, e- no not even stressor. six months. Yeah. Not even six months. And uh, they are now investors and in, uh, about to start buying real estate as well. So they went from, and let me tell you this, and this, they don't mind me sharing this. They had a negative $120,000 net worth. Mm-hmm. And they had a negative $1,500 a month of cash generation, which means that they had to be using debt, yeah. credit cards and stuff to satisfy their lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Now, now we've been able to uh, increase their net worth to just below zero. 121000 to just below zero, mm-hmm. and they are generating $1,500 a month, and they didn't take on any new jobs. Wow. Wow. That's like and I magic. tell you that this stuff works. <laughs> this stuff works. If, 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 but but you, you have to make some tough decisions, mm-hmm. and uh, you realize that you didn't get there overnight, and you realize the stuff that's important. And once you realize the stuff that's important, man, it's a lot better having cash generated at $1,500 a month than it is to always be struggling to find out how you're going to cover that hole. Right, right, right. That's, a, that's an awesome testimonial. So it seems like you could really be um, effective in bringing and closing the racial wealth gap. Because we know, I think people are getting more, as they say, woke. <laughs> about the whole (laughs) systemic racism and how it has affected black people um and the wealth the racial wealth gap is just um just vast it's just Mm -hmm. so wide so what are your thoughts do you do you see what you're doing as really an effective approach to closing that gap and do you see that gap closing for people of color during your lifetime so a uh, very interesting question, and thank you for that, because uh, actually, Michelle, that's my passion. That really is my passion. Mm-hmm. When I started seeing what the median net worth of African Americans are and other underrepresented minorities uh, and people and poor people in general, mm-hmm. I mean, I was astounded. And then I came across a study, I think it was from the uh, uh, prosperity.org, and it showed that... <clears throat> 400 years of racism, right? 400 years of slavery, Jim Crow, and all of those things. And then it, it had a graphic, and I placed this graphic on, on my personal Facebook page or once, that if whites and the white wealth were to freeze in 2016, if it were to freeze in 2016, it would take another 242 years for black wealth to catch up to 2016 wow. wealth of whites. You hear me? Wow. 242 years, almost the equivalent of being in slavery again. And yeah, wow. So that then said to me, look, what you've learned 
and what people have shared with you and allowed you to move along this uh, uh, continuum of wealth, you got to get this out to as many people as possible. Because you've got to help change this dynamic. If we stand still, that's what's going to happen. Because we know that the the other groups are not standing still, right? There is 14 million households, African-American households in the the U.S. Mm -hmm. 1% of those households are millionaires or more. So we're talking about 14,000 millionaire households in the black community. Mm 14,000. There are 8 million millionaire households Uh, in the white uh, community. So this is my passion. So here's our goal. We want to take 250,000 people and move them into the top 10% of wealth in the U.S. over the next 10 years. Now, if I could, if I could get there in seven years, certainly in 10 years, I can help people get there. And it doesn't matter where you start, because this is now about your approach and your understanding that wherever I am, I've got to create multiple streams of income. How do I do it? Right. And once I create multiple streams of income, I got to make sure I get people out of my pocket. Right. I can't be paying a whole bunch of compound interest and those kinds of things. I can't be going to a place and them asking me what kind of payment can I afford? No, as a wealth builder, we don't talk about payment. We talk about value. And once we understand the value, then we're going to make sure we negotiate the best possible deal. And we'll pay for it however we choose to pay for it, but mm-hmm. not because you recommended the payment and then you stretch me out over 72 months with a high interest rate so that you get me down to a payment. And I end up paying for that item twice, maybe even three mm-hmm. times. So 250,000 people into the top 10% of wealth. If we're successful, that means that we would have created $250 billion of economic value in a 10-year period. That is the equivalent, $250 billion means that that's more wealth than the richest man in the, in the U.S., who is Jeff Bezos, but the richest man in the world, actually, at $165 billion. On the Forbes 100 list, when you talk about the revenue of uh, companies, that would make this entity, this uh, wealth building engine, uh, about between number six and number seven on the uh, Ford's, um, Forbes 100 list, revenue, uh, top 100 companies. So so we're trying to do something that's aspirational, yes, but is it doable? It's doable. If, if it's people not, understand what we're doing and they don't put us in a box and they don't put themselves in a box, mm-hmm. we can we can make it happen. We can make it happen. I know you can. I know you can. This has been awesome, Eric. I wish you all the best. Um, Thank you. It, it, it's your passion for this is, is shining through. And I, can, I know that you will be successful at achieving that goal. So Eric D. Coleman of Eric D. Coleman Financial Group. You've got to check him out. And that's the website also, right? Eric that is ericdcolemanfinancialgroup.com. Thank you so much, Eric. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Eric D. Coleman, engineer, entrepreneur, and financial advisor for being on the Fostering Solutions podcast. Your wealth building model is absolutely innovative. Check out ericdcolemanfinancialgroup.com for more information. They're also on Facebook. This is your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. Thank you for listening. And until next time, stay blessed.